Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. It's brought to you by Shift, the global money app. Download Shift, S-H-Y-F-T, and get the cheapest Forex rates around no matter where you bank. That's terrifying, Warren Ingram, director at Galileo Capital and personal financial advisor and regular contributor to The Money Show. Uh, Herschel Javits is blowing wide open um, the problem in the, in the residential property market in Joburg. Yeah, I think it's um, you know those of us that that are, that, that live in, in in the economic hub of of SA are not, uh, not not I wouldn't I don't think any of us would be surprised by what Herschel was saying. Just horrible to hear it again, but but uh, certainly agree agree with him. I think the one point is. If I understand, and 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 I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, any anyone who's listened to us for a while will know we kind of not big fans of of municipal government here. So I'm 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 going to be the last person to defend them. I think they've been horrible, but um, if if these rates are 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 being used to to provide services, in other words, they're saying we're finding a way to 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 be able to charge you for sewage collection, uh, you know, um, every now and then actually filling a pothole, etc. Uh, and and this is our methodology of calculation. I think we need to be careful that that we conf, you know confuse apples with polar bears because actually uh, we all know that inflation, if it's been running at five percent a year, then at some point what you pay for for municipal services should be rising as well because salaries are going up, cost of buying stuff has gone up, and you know. But when you're determining when you're determining rates and taxes on a property valuation that you're creating that doesn't reflect the actual price and the value of the property because the property market has gone backwards because you failed to do your job, that is going to make ratepayers a bit cross, or it should. It should make ratepayers cross, and I'm, I'm one of them, so I will be cross. But 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 I just mm. think, you know, our job is always perspective, and perspective is, uh, you know, what, what does it cost to build the new building? You know, is it more expensive than than the market price? And, and does it cost more to actually provide those services? If it does, at some point, the price needs to rise. Otherwise, the city, you know, just gets less and less capable of of providing whatever services they do provide. So you've been you've been uh, on I mean, holiday. I, I, yeah, you've come back. Point. You've come back all reasonable and pleasant. I don't think you should have another holiday because <laughs> I don't like this, Warren. Now, listen. Let's talk about the lessons from the stock market. Twenty twenty two was not a great year for the stock market. January twenty twenty three, on the other hand, has been fantastic, but. We should have learned some fairly awful lessons from 2022 that we can carry forward and hopefully not repeat this year. What are your big ones? Well, I, I think the first one, and, and maybe as you say, you know, the start of 23 has been phenomenal. And and my first one there is anything can and will happen in markets, and and it's important to to know that. Uh, you know, when you're invest, when you're investing, you're going to do calculations. You know, whether you're a professional or, or private investor, doesn't matter. Uh, you're going to set out a plan, um, and and you know, with, with the best intent in the world, and the best research in the world, you're you're going to start your plan, and just just ha- have the understanding that w- whatever the plan is, it it will be changed for you by by circumstances. And and for me, a big one, which which I'm I kind of I'm struggling to absorb. Is you know when the 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 Russians invaded Ukraine, you know the the, the kind of rest of the world, um, you know they, they they created a new weapon in the world, and and that was a weapon of finance, where they effectively erased you know Russia from the world's financial systems. You know you couldn't move money to and from Russia anymore, et cetera, et cetera. It was it was a real weaponization of finance, and certainly won't be the last time we'll be we'll see that financial nuclear bomb being dropped on a on a on a badly behaving country. 
But, but, but what equally happened was the Russians then, and, and I, it's my words, but they effectively nationalized foreign investment assets that have gone into Russia. And and so, you know, if, if you were like me and you own exchange-traded funds, one of your exchange-traded funds was a generic Russian exchange-traded fund, you, you now own uh, nothing. It's been taken by the Russians and you'll never get that money back. It's gone. Uh, th- that is entirely unforeseen in the world of money. It's never happened before. Definitely won't be the last time it'll happen again, I'm sure. But But you just need to know you cannot foresee and predict uh, how events unfold. You can't. You, you can't know what's unknowable. And and I think it's it's important to have the humility there when you make investment decisions to know you can't you can't forecast what's going to happen. The the you know. And I think it's an important lesson. And from there you can learn new lessons. I, I've learned now that I will never buy a single country exchange traded fund again. As I can learn lessons from it, and that will be my main point. Is you, you just need to know anything can happen. Be, be capable of changing your view and, and and adaptable in your investments. Don't be so singular in your investment view that that one big event just wipes you out. And I, and I think it's it's a, it's a lesson that that we need to learn now and and bank it for for the future. The world is getting you know uh, noticeably more unpredictable, no, noticeably more uncertain. And and so m- make sure that you, you you're prepared for the things you can't predict right now. You know the, those kind of notorious black swans. So, so for me that was was the first one. The, the the second one, Bruce, is kind of an oldie but goodie, and and it's happening to us all the time right now. Is uh, you, you cannot rely on a forecast or a prediction. You know, the the, the uh, analysts will call them forecasts. Um, you know, economists will call them forecasts. I'll, I'll call it a prediction. And and what I'll tell you is, any forecast is as valuable as as flipping a coin. You know, your, your flipping a coin is probably more more accurate. And you know, just to give you an idea, there was this darling of of the COVID. Um, Kind of boom in tech companies, Peloton. You know anybody that's got an indoor cycling machine will know what Peloton is, and you know it was absolutely and it's got, and it's got a great product, and people loved the product. Except the share price rose disproportionately to what was going on. The same with um, Beyond Meat, and the same with a whole bunch of these really good ideas. But market put a stupid price on them because it got overexcited. They did, and and then I think the you know Peloton management got equally excited. They 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 just saw you know the trillions of dollars going to be rolling in in their future, and and what happened was uh, you know the world opened up again, and people went back out into the roads and 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 onto the mountains, and you know and and kind of the demand for Peloton product. I'm not saying it went to zero; it definitely didn't, but 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 it certainly wasn't at that COVID peak, and and so that share price you know from a high of kind of forty dollars. Uh, you, you know, collapsed to about six dollars, but surprise, surprise, Peloton is now more than you know more than sixty percent up over the last six months, and and having a, a, you know very solid recovery from from a position where I read a few articles from uh, analysts wondering whether Peloton would be around. It, it the, the point there is the, the prediction of management of Peloton and analysts who pushed that share price through the roof, and then the journalists wondering whether Peloton would be surviving. Both were wrong. Uh, and and so you know the truth is somewhere in between that. So so don't rely on predictions when you make your investment decisions about an individual share or individual company or in, indeed your entire investment portfolio. You know forecasting at the beginning of of this year 
that you know the, the world would be a fabulous place in the first three weeks or month of of of, of the investment world uh, would, would have would you know you would have probably been you know committed to the loony bin but that's exactly what happened and, and so you know you needed to be in the market to get that recovery and and certainly a lot of people wouldn't have been they would have been waiting for interest rates to peak and fall over again in the US before they did anything so so please don't make investment predictions um you know for your own portfolio just know it's a fun entertaining thing to talk about uh, you can, you know, kind of bet, uh, you know, a, a, a chocolate or a bottle of wine or whatever it is with your friends, but but don't invest your financial future based on on something which I'm telling you uh, is going to be wrong. The, the likelihood yeah. that you are right or an economist or an analyst is right is extremely small. And if you are right, well done. You won't be right next time. That's kind of how this this game works. And the idea also, then, people, sorry, people get wedded to ideas as well, Warren. People get like, well, you must, you must buy gold. You must always have gold. You must always have gold. Or you must only buy shares. Or you must only buy the bonds. Um, you must you must only do this. You should only do that. And yeah, some themes are strong and some themes you know, last a long time. But not everything lasts forever. And that's, I suppose, the biggest lesson for, for a lot of people. Exactly. And I think, you know, I mean, we, we, we've kind of, we, we've touched on on the crypto world for for years now, and and, and certainly you know the, the rise of crypto, uh, and and the way it, you know how strong it was for for such a long period of time, and how big it you know became was was really surprising to me, uh, and and then it fell over, and and you know I'm not saying again that you know if if, if the crypto theme was lo- uh, stronger for longer than than a lot of us thought, it doesn't mean that the collapse is is, is now done and it'll never recover. The, the truth is we don't know. Uh, the, the same applies to 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 the tech shares of, of the last decade. You know, big, big tech in America was kind of an easy bet to make, and and I think people got lulled into the view that that's it. You know, that's the that's the only way you can make money forever. Warren Buffett's a dinosaur. Old world is gone, and you know anyone. <laughs> yeah. And and look at us now. You know, I think the world has turned, and, and Berkshire as, as a share has been fantastic. Nobody I, I likes maybe, to lose money. What, what's what's Warren Buffett's rule? Uh, rule number one: never lose money. Rule number two: don't forget rule number one. Something along those lines. That's that's Warren Buffett. But uh, but but I have to. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's hard to disagree with him because he's been so right for so long. But but I think in the investment world, we need to know losses are an absolute fact of life. I'm not saying permanent losses of capital that that's a very different story but but your investments going up and down in the same year and doing that year after year after year is an absolute reality for you you, you know the, the in, in the US markets uh, f- from 1946 to now which is you know it's been not, not not far off 100 years by by now uh, um, it goes down about 10% in a calendar year pretty much every single year since 1946 very very few years when it hasn't done that but the U.S. stock market as a whole is up an incredible amount uh, uh, since that time, and, and so just understand that you know lo- losing money in, in a year or two is normal, and and panicking about that is not a good idea. Losses are part of your life when you are an investor and trying to beat inflation. So 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 when you see those losses, and, and you know twenty twenty two was a good example of that. Stay the course because look what's happening in twenty three. A lot of things are coming back, and, and you know we we wouldn't have known they would have come back so quickly. And maybe they fall over again. We don't know, but 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 the reality is these losses are normal. We don't know why they'll happen. They 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 always happen for different reasons, but they do happen. And the only antidote, and that's lesson number five, and my last one: bet only on one thing, and that is 
diversification. Yeah, you just need to know you. Yeah, that's it. Here's the problem, Warren, because you, you preach diversification at a time where a handful of shares, let's call them the fangs, are going up and they can only go up. And those that are not diversifying, they're not going to the S&P 500. They're going to the biggest five or six shares in the S&P 500 because it's making up 60% of the gains on the S&P 500. And really, you've got to be mad to buy any of that other stuff. Diversification is old news. And suddenly the fangs fall on their face and you're very grateful for diversification if you did it. Exactly right. And I mean, look at South Africa. Now, for a long time, the only share to buy was NASPAS. You know, that, that was the thing that just drove the market up and resources were dead. And, you know, they were they were the old world and nothing was ever going to happen again. You know, massive anti-mining sentiment around the world. Uh, and, and and now we live in a different environment. You know, resources are not the uh, you know not the lousy sector any, uh, that a lot of people said they were, and and you know ha- have delivered some very good returns. Uh, and and you know and Naspers fell over, and then everyone was saying, well, hang on, you know the Chinese government are going to destroy you know these big tech companies, and then that story's changed, and all of a sudden Naspers isn't so bad. And 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 so I think the point is. Diversification of, of of shares of of bonds of property, diverse, diversification of regions, geographies, you know, everything you can. Spread your assets reasonably wide uh, and over asset types, and then very wide over geographies is is a really safe way to kind of build money consistently. And yes, you won't have all your money in the market that's doing the very best, but you also won't have all your money in the market that falls over. And 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 I think that's the reality here. We we are in a long, very long marathon, and the only way to do that is one step at a time across many kinds of asset classes. And that's the way you make money. This is this is to me, you know, if I had to summarize the five things that that, that we should have all learned from from the last few years, and and certainly would stand us in very good stead for the for the next decade or five. I want a really difficult question to you from Katlejo this evening, and it's such a good question. My parents are retiring this year, and I'm really worried about them. The news is so negative around the world. We've had so much bad news in South Africa with load shedding and dodgy politics. You guys often say, don't worry about this and just invest. My parents have got no more time to accumulate money. How can they just invest when everything is so bad? Yeah, and I, I, I hear it, Katlejo. I think it's... Uh, um you know, it's easy to be glib about something like this, you know, and just say, you know, be greedy when others are fearful and run into the burning building and every other investment cliche around there. And, and you know, a lot of people would would, would kind of just be making those comments and, and, and kind of frown at you when you say, well, I'm still afraid. And, you know, what you just told me doesn't help. Uh, I think it's to understand that there isn't there isn't a great time to be an investor. There is never going to be a good time to to retire and stop and kind of cash in your chips and know that everything was great and, and your parents retired at the perfect moment and, and are able to invest for the rest or the next stage of their lives with absolute comfort. There are always going to be many very good reasons to be deeply fearful and and retirement is such a traumatic time when you know that from now on you know you've got no more incoming from your labor you've only got outgoings every you know every day and every week and every month and and the only way that you can sustain yourself is is from the investments that that, that you've made over your lifetime and, and need to continue making for for the rest of your lifetime and, and i think in, in in our country the the news is you know generally bad and 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 the stock market doesn't always reflect that and i think that's one comment and and then two 
your, your parents need to realize that they're investing for the next, you know, 30, 40 years. And, and what happens over the next two or three years is going to be scary, but not necessarily absolutely detrimental to their, to their financial futures. They've got to invest uh, to beat inflation. They can't put all their money in the bank account, uh, you know, uh, and, and just earn interest because tax will wipe them out. They, they have to be deeply worried about the cost of living, about inflation and, and, and find ways to beat inflation. And that means they've got to take risks with, with the stock markets and, you know, listed property markets and bond markets, but they just need to be properly diversified. Make sure they, they, they're not kind of taking big calls in one direction or another. You know, if they, if they are worried about SA, make sure they've got a good, decent exposure to global markets as well. Uh, and, and then they've got to stay the course and, and, and maybe, you know, stop reading the bad news all the time and, and just know that things are going to be bad from, you know, every now and then. And, and, you know, kind of ignore the big scary forecasts and, and bad predictions and and remember in South Africa the stock market is not a reflection of the economy the South African stock market is massively diversified away from from what's going on on the ground and so load shedding is terrible and it's really a, almost a humanitarian crisis in our country but not necessarily a stock market crisis for every company in the JSE especially the big ones that they, they have the financial muscle to deal with what's going on and they do so much business out of SA that actually uh, what what goes on here is 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 relevant but not absolutely critical to their futures so i hope that helps katlecho i think you you've got to convince them to to get invested stay the course uh, and and sometimes you just got to close your eyes if you you know if you're properly diversified things will turn that's that's what's happened over the last 120 years warren ingram thank you very much indeed warren is a director at galileo capital a personal financial advisor and regular thursday night contributor to the money show